Hi, everybody. Welcome to The Right Side with Doug Billings. Thanks for listening, and thanks for watching. If you're listening, you are on one of America's podcast platforms. We are on all of them. So whether it's iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Pandora, whatever, we are on all of them. And if you want to see the glory, the majesty, the splendor, and the charisma, and I know you do, you want to go over to YouTube and subscribe to our channel over there as well, please. Uh, we are on Twitter, at Doug Billings, and on Facebook, at The Right Side with Doug Billings. Please subscribe to us on those platforms and those venues. We appreciate you very much. So today, ah, the day we've all been waiting for, the opening day of the Amy Coney Barrett nomination hearing for her tenure on the Supreme Court of the United States. There was a calm opening and an appeal by Lindsey Graham to ask for decorum, good manners, and thoroughness. Seems as if ranking member Senator Feinstein agreed with him about all of that stuff. But immediately after, when the whole thing began, the new Democratic Socialist Communist Party members began the theatrics. And wow. Speaking of theatrics, did you notice what was on the desks in front of those members of the New Democratic Socialist Communist Party, each one of them, not the Republicans, but each one of the, of the New Democratic Socialist Communist members had a big giant tub, uh, a dispenser of the Clorox bleach wipes, you know what I mean? And then, you know, dispensers of the, the uh, anti-infectant, the disinfectant gel that you rub all over your hands and so forth. I mean, none of them used any of that stuff, but they were props. And it was just obvious right there in front of them, making a scene. You know, the props, which they never used, were placed there not for the health of those members, but for political signaling. They were placed there for capitulation to wildly unnecessary panic to the mob and as a sign of animus towards President Trump. Blatantly obvious for any critical thinking American, but the New Democratic Party who use, you know, they use things like that, you know, out of the old, you know, the days of the union playbook. Let's put things out in front of the members that make them think about the craziness that we're dealing with here. Well, the craziness from the left is what we're going to talk about. And it began by using these intellectually immature stories as to why we shouldn't, quote, rush forward to fill this vacancy. They revolve around the following false narratives. Number one, that the Republicans rushed to fill Ruth Bader Ginsburg's seat before, quote, she was even buried. And number two, that COVID-19 is the fault of President Trump and has and his response to it has been a debacle. And number three, that the current state of the economy, the job losses and et cetera, is the fault of President Trump. All right. All of those things were in some form or fashion a common theme and a thread through all of the speeches given by the new Democratic Socialist Communist members this morning. So let me address them one at a time with you today. First of all, the claim that the Republicans, quote, rushed to fill Ruth Bader Ginsburg's seat before she was even buried. Okay, so pure theatrics, pure theatrics. There's one requirement made clear in the Constitution that each vacancy is to be filled by the sitting president as soon as possible. Ruth Bader Ginsburg herself said that any president should fill any Supreme Court 
when that opening occurs. And for those of you who who highly honor RBG and honor her words and her actions and her career, there are there are no quote my most fervent last wish articles in the Constitution of the United States. The American people, by a vast, vast majority, believe that the democratic socialist communists would would do the exact same thing if the roles were reversed. They would fill the seat, ladies and gentlemen. No one believes that they wouldn't. It's crazy. So, you know, the only reason why the new democratic socialist communist party members keep on saying this is one, it's intellectually immature. It's really stupid to say it. And number two, they do it. This is their mantra. They th- it makes their base light up. Oh, that's right. Yeah, don't fill it till the next election. We want a chance to say, well, sorry, presidents are elected for four years, not three and a half. And uh, the argument against it is just not smart. Number two, COVID-19 is the fault of President Trump. It's his fault. This is perhaps the most intellectually mature posturing of the Democrat, Socialist, Communist that I can think of. The virus is the China virus for a reason. It came from China. Oh, but that's racist, Doug. That's xenophobic. How dare you call it the China virus? That hurts their feelings. We're, it's racist. It's, it, it's very painful for people to hear this. Well, I mean, it's true. We're not calling it the Chinese virus, as if the Chinese people did this to us. We're naming the continent from which the virus came, the China virus. And if you think that's insulting, you were given too many participation trophies as a child. And you didn't get your back end spanked enough when you began to wail and cry and pitch fits about things that you couldn't control in life. You were the children who sat down in the aisles of the shopping market and threw hissy fits. It's insulting to call it the China virus. Give me a break. All all of what I'm about to say has been said before, but to recap, for the sake of the intellectually immature, Trump almost immediately shut down the entire country, and immediately after that, the new Democratic Socialist Communist leadership in the government, defied the president, called him xenophobic and racist and hurled insults at him, railed upon him, mocked him. Pelosi goes to Chinatown. It's on film. You've seen it. Come on out. This is not dangerous. This is not going to be any big deal. Bring your children and come out to eat. They were caught with their pants down, ladies and gentlemen. Trump did everything that he could do to shut it down, the virus down. Schumer, Pelosi, and the others, they did everything they could because they just don't like him. They want to resist at every move and every opportunity. And that's another thing that the intellectually mature, critical thinking Americans are really just pissed about. Everything that they do since the day he came down the escalator, they wanted to derail and have coup after coup after coup attempt to get this president out of office. And we are sick and tired of it. And if you fall into the camp where you think those things are justified and reasonable and rational, there's nothing I can do to help you. But more importantly, let me say this loud and clear. It is not the constitutional duty of any president 
to fight plagues or pandemics. Show me where in the Constitution it says I'm wrong about that. But in politics, ladies and gentlemen, and especially in an election year, there are people who will incorrectly blame the president for a pandemic, and they will help to sponsor, they will help to incite, they will help to continue chaos. Because those attempts to undermine the president are what they are after, undermining the president. Members of our government who put a hand on a Bible and raise the other to God to say that they defend the Constitution are now purposefully trying to destroy it and to destroy one of its branches of government, the presidency, just because someone that they happen not to like personally is in the office. The evidence of the obvious about this is sufficient, ladies and gentlemen. The mob, the riots, the looting, the arson, the anarchy that has been on full display since the beginning of this year. It's not only a display of the new Democratic Socialist Communist Party's electoral base, it's a demonstration of their key philosophy to dismantle our republic. The burning of American cities this year is done on purpose in cities led and managed by members of the New Democratic Socialist Communist Party. It's been done on purpose not to protest the death of any human being and not to complain about the systemic racism that they claim is happening and has happened in America in our history and not about systemic racism in law enforcement. It's not about any of that. Those were just excuses to invoke their philosophy of destruction of our republic and their intent to divorce themselves from our republic. The riots are sponsored by the New Democratic Socialist Communist Party. In in an attempt to spread chaos, they view chaos and love chaos. They want it. They need it. They thrive on it because, and especially in an election year, They think that it hurts the president. They think that people see chaos and they go, well, wait a minute, maybe maybe the leadership of our country isn't doing a good job. That's the hope of the New Democratic Socialist Party. That's their business model, if you will. What they have done, quite literally, the members of the New Democratic Socialist Communist Party, is paid for the destruction of America, and they've bailed out the anarchists who have participated in this, led the initiatives uh, for it, and they have then, because of those things, named themselves culpable in all of the riots, the looting, the arson, the rape, the murder that has taken place throughout our country in those cities, led by the New Democratic Socialist Communist Party. And that quite handily leads us to the third point that I want to discuss with you that the Democratic Socialist Party mentioned this morning. They said that the current state of the economy and the job loss that we're experiencing is the fault of President Trump. Now, they're not only using Amy Coney Barrett's nomination as the platform to say that. They've said it in the debates. They've said it on the political trail throughout this year. But look, at the beginning of this pandemic, we didn't know the full power or the extent of which this thing would 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 in, in, interact with us. We didn't know how to combat it at first. That's why Trump shut everything down. We'll shut everything down. Let us get our wits about us and figure out how to attack this. But like, unlike any other president 
in our history, he took, Trump took, drastic action, shutting it all down. But he did this also. He mobilized the private sector in ways that have not been done ever in the history of our republic, and this includes the time during World War II. In an extreme move, out of an abundance of caution, President Trump took the unprecedented action to shut the country down to all travel. In and out, you couldn't get in or out, and began the single most significant mobilization of our private manufacturing and healthcare sectors in the history of our republic. From ventilators to PPE to research and vaccines, the president has acted effectively and with substance. The economy was shut down initially due to an abundance of caution. President Trump led the nation with hope, with science and action. Now, there are people out there who just, they just don't like President Trump's personality. They don't like him as a person and they think he's abrasive. They don't like the way that he tweets. All right, that's fine. They resort to adolescent immaturity. Hey, the orange man is tweeting again. It's three in the morning. You know, it's six in the morning. It's midnight. You know, people, you know, calling him rump, calling him orange man, please. Seventh graders act better than that. It's fine that people have their own opinions, okay? It's fine. But what's not right is that the media in this country, almost all media outlets, and its members are treacherously, this is treacherous, they are anti-Trump, and they use their roles within the media to tell lies, and they spin their false narratives. It's not based in sound journalism. They don't use sound journalistic principles to report you the stories. Their only motivation is to get Trump out any way they can. We saw it before his inauguration, after the election in 2016, the crybabies, Hillary lost. Again, they got too many participation trophies. They can't handle. They have no coping mechanisms when they're faced with adversity or challenges or defeat. They don't know how to pick themselves up and try again. All they can do is cry and complain, resist, and burn. Burn America. They overlook and they fail to report the monumental COVID victories that Trump and his administration have accomplished and they choose to lie to the American people telling them that the wrecked economy and the lost jobs are his fault. Let me tell you about that. After we learned how to combat and win against the COVID-19 virus, we learned how to reopen our economy and to put people back in work in jobs that were lost and by creating new jobs. This has been seen all, all over the country uh, especially in states that are led and managed by Republican leadership, I've got to say. States that are run and managed by the Democratic Socialist Communist leadership still are in lockdown, shutdown mode, or threaten to do it again in the near future. Part of learning about the virus was discovering that it is not the automatic death sentence that the media and members of the New Democratic Socialist Communist Party would have you believe. It is not the zombie apocalypse. 
Democratic Socialist Communist Party members would have you believe that it's an automatic death sentence. And when you hear them report new cases of COVID are discovered, what they want you to hear is new deaths from COVID. And that's just not true. And we have to say it out loud and often. New cases of COVID-19 is not a bad thing, especially when you look at the infection to death ratio of this virus. I'm going to give you four zeros and a three point zero 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 three percent. That's the infection to death ratio of this dreaded virus. The dreaded virus that's so deadly, the only way that you know you have it is to be tested for it. This thing is highly survivable. Like all viruses, it has a profound effect on the elderly and those people who are medically fragile. And if you are elderly and if you're medically fragile, you should take care of yourselves. And like any virus, it can also strike and kill the young and healthy. The thing is, ladies and gentlemen, it hasn't killed as many people as the media is telling you. It's clearly not Donald Trump's fault. We've done stories in the past and looked them up on our YouTube channel. In May, a story about the death certificates issued in this country from May to August, not 200,000 deaths, 17,624, when COVID is the primary cause of death. We don't even get to massive death numbers until you get to age 75. And 78 just so happens to be the average life expectancy of people in the United States. So it's not the zombie apocalypse. It's part of the mantra of chaos. They want to continue to spin chaos because they think it makes Trump look bad and it makes you feel as if maybe we should try new leadership. Here is something else. Over 5 million people have survived COVID. Over 5 million That's good news, but it's not reported because it doesn't speak to chaos. Good news isn't chaos. Good news is calming. Good news makes us feel good. Imagine that. The New Democratic Socialist Party and the media will have none of that. We're going to scare the hell out of you, and we're going to continue to scare the hell out of you throughout the entire election cycle. The wrecked economy is the fault of leadership from the New Democratic Socialist Communist Party. They continue to keep their states locked down, closing all of us from going to work. And they enact these wildly unnecessary shutdowns and lockdowns. There's no rational reason to continue to do it. The resulting job losses of millions upon millions of Americans is the fault of the new democratic socialist communist party because chaos causes what they want fear and uncertainty and questioning of current leadership they want chaos they want the riots they want looting arson and anarchy to rain down upon us because they think it hurts President Trump. Your safety be damned. Their sickness is so severe that they would burn the republic simply to hurt President Trump. Rather than stop the burning to save our republic, they want to damage uh, President Trump politically. 
And make no mistake about it, the New Democratic Socialist Communist Party has decided that they want to divorce themselves from the American Republic. They want to divorce themselves from the American political structure. And they are, in very many real ways, no longer an American political party. How can they be when all they want to do is burn the country and they allow it to happen? They speak of chaos. They bail criminals out. Despite all of the intellectual immaturity from the left and the chaos they create, we can see Kamala Harris and Joe Biden have bailed out anarchists from jail so that they can continue to go burn, loot, and steal, but more importantly, so they can vote. They want the chaos, ladies and gentlemen, the Democrats do. They have no intention of stopping it or quelling it in their states. My hunch and others in this business is that once the election's over, they'll try and and they begin to squelch the chaos. But despite of all of that, we need to remind ourselves that we are the most blessed nation on earth. We have every reason in the world to be hopeful. And I know that most of you are hopeful. Most of you do have the intellectual capacity and maturity to see through all of the nonsense that the New Democratic Socialist Communist Party stand for. We each have a pack of blessings on our back, and I try to remind us of this in every show. So please take a moment to take inventory of your own pack of blessings. Take a moment to pray for the safety and the the health of President Trump and his family, that God continues to guide and bless him, and that God continues to guide and bless our nation. And ladies and gentlemen, I pray most earnestly and most honestly that God continues to bless you. We are in this together. And I ask you with humility to please subscribe to our channel on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and on all of your favorite podcast platforms. I'm Doug Billings on the right side. God bless you. Thank you. We'll meet again.